This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show number 427, recorded on December 19th, 19th. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the Average Guy TV studios here in a very chilly Bellevue, Nebraska. Host the show with world-class show notes you might want to get out there this week. We'll have a few for you out at the Average Guy. TV. Don't forget, you can also join us live on the mobile app. Probably best way to listen live and on the road, Android and iPhone alike. You can get that for free. I make it available for you. Actually, our Patreon subscribers do. HomeGadgetGeeks.com is the way to get that done. And we appreciate those who sponsor the show. I just was going through some Patreon stuff. And Dave, maybe we'll talk a little bit about Patreon tonight uh, in what we're chatting about. But I always appreciate our subscribers when they do that. And that helps pay for the the bill every year when we when we pay for that homegadgetgeeks.com gets it done join us in our discord group and a little more conversation out there the average guy.tv slash discord as well as on facebook the average guy.tv slash facebook big thanks to aaron lawrence who joined us last week some good conversations some van life some irobot some google home stuff we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight as well and a little bit of follow-up and so aaron thanks for coming on uh, she always does a great job dave jackson is with us tonight dave i have not i was trying to it's been a while i think since you've been on my show i mean we get together every saturday but welcome <laughs> to home gadget geeks glad to be here man it is it's uh it's it's uh what's the word here it's it's comfortable and yet uncomfortable at the same time <laughs> well so for, for my listeners who don't yeah. probably come out on Saturday mornings, many yeah. of them don't, but Dave and I have been podcasting for five years, nearly every Saturday morning. There's some that I have to miss, but Dave's terribly consistent out at askthepodcastcoach.com. So if you ever need, we, so, so our listeners out there, Dave, call it their Saturday morning cartoons, right? <laughs> it's kind of you and I uh, vamping on about podcasting. And you might be wondering, you're like, oh, Dave's on. All Jim's going to talk about is podcasting. Well, there'll mm-hmm. be some podcasting, but right. we actually have uh, some great topics that are around it. What I tried to do, since I have Dave on tonight, what I tried to do is think about all the things we've learned about podcasting and then applying them to other things. So hang with us for tonight. Uh, appreciate that. Dave, great to have you on. Our roles are reversed. Typically, like that's your show. Mm-hmm. on Saturday mornings. And I just get to come and goof around. Now, tonight, I have to keep the conversation going. It's got to feel pretty good to be in the guest chair, right? It is. It's And if I want to, like, turn around and, and mute my woman in the tube, I can, because you're going to talk for a while. And I'm like, I should probably do that, because the A word might be muttered tonight. So uh, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, this Dave is right. This may be a show where you just want to go ahead and mute. I'm going to mute mine. And uh, you might want to mute it later on in the show. We're going to talk a little bit about the Amazon and Google devices. So if you have them nearby, you're listening to the recorder, you're listening live, whatever. You just might want to mute those during the show. I hear people, we set those things off all the time. Although mine has been pretty good. I've been listening to some things where they've set it and it, it detects it, you know, the ring goes mm-hmm. for a second and then it just drops it. So I think they're getting better maybe at knowing who's talking and who's not. Do you, does yours get set off? Do you listen to podcasts? Um, no, what I usually do is I will Bluetooth my phone and use it as a speaker basically, which is hilarious because then on my Apple watch overcast comes up so I can pause it on my watch, but I'm listening it 
listening to it on uh, on the speaker. I did have a, a fun experience where um, I had gone out of town and came back, and apparently the the power had gone on and off, and for whatever reason, the internet didn't quite connect the way it was supposed to. And I I walked in and, and told her to turn on the living room and said, and she said, I'm having problems connecting. And I was like, oh no, like every, every, everything I was like, I actually had to go and flip a switch. I was like, what if I, what is this? The 1800s? I have to flip a switch. Holy cow. It is kind of the drawback as we think about these, you know, these smart speakers, it is the big drawback to getting totally dependent upon them, whether it's in my yeah. case, turning on my studio lights uh, that are here or getting notifications from Amazon or setting timers uh, uh, up in the kitchen. And I find, and or turning, you know, just turning the lights on in general, we have probably, oh, half a dozen lights set in our house using the speaker. And you're right. If you lose your internet connection, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. We, um, we uh, interviewed a company called uh, Hubitat and they're, goal is to attach them to devices that actually will help you control them, even if it doesn't have internet. So, you know, there's some things coming up in the market that are kind of realizing, hey, you lose, like in your case, if you lose power, think about if you had your door locks on that, yeah. if you had good- like, you're, okay, what, what happens if it goes down and your Nest thermostat is on that? And it's because you're in Ohio, yeah. it's pretty cold right now. It what is- would happen if your internet went down and then the heater didn't come on, right? Yeah. That's that's a good question. Like, is there a way to override that when it's? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, that's I think the dilemma we have when we're when we're going all these smart devices. A little bit later in the show, we're going to kind of talk about consuming audio on these mm-hmm. devices. But I think it's a great topic when we think about the you know the the complications of now having to always be connected. And what if that connection is down for whatever reason. I have uh, all of my networking equipment is on its own UPS. So I have a yet dedicated battery backup just for that reason. Just so if there's a brownout or we lose power temporarily, yeah. I can actually probably run my network because it's all low power. I could probably run it for an hour without without power. It would probably stay on, right? Um, but it, it not everybody has that capability. You plug your what your garage door now. And actually, today, if your power's out, you can't use your garage door. Yeah, uh, in, in a lot of cases. But I think you gotta you gotta think about that those scenarios, right? You gotta yeah. think about could I get in when Dave? If you were thinking about a door lock for your house and you were gonna get a smart one, right? Mm-hmm. Would you insist on also making sure it has a manual way of getting in as well, or would you be comfortable with? it being completely kind of um, smart, you know, doing, doing it via an app or whatever. Yeah. That's a great question. Cause I've really got one door. I mean, I have sliding doors, but there's trust me, I've locked myself out of my apartment and you can't get in the sliding doors. So I'd be out of luck. If that thing went down, I would be like, uh-huh. you know, and, and that is a good question. Cause not only getting in, but it's the, the other one. What if all of a sudden you got to get to work and, you know, you're calling your boss. You're like, sorry, can't make it to work. I can't get out of my apartment. It's like, it's not going to go over real well. Yeah. Uh, Chris Nessie's out in the chat room. He says, you definitely need a backup solution. And yeah. I think when, when you're thinking about that, and, and let me do a follow-up question. I'm in a house, you're in an apartment. You don't own the place. Right. Are you, are you hesitant to put in smart stuff because it's not yeah. your, not your place? Yeah, because I've thought about doing the thermostat. I thought that would be cool to just be able to say, because what I do now is uh, I'm doing something different this year because I'm I usually most of the time I'm in this room. I'm, I'm either here or I'm sleeping or riding an exercise bike. I'm, I'm rarely downstairs. And I'm like, 
why am I heating the whole apartment? This is dumb. So I have my thermostat set to like 65. And what I do is I have another smart plug in my living room and I call my heater Sparky. And I, I if I'm going to go eat lunch about a half hour before I go down there, I'm like, hey, woman in the tube, uh, turn on Sparky. So I go down and it's 70 degrees in the living room. And when I'm done, so I don't know if I'm going to save any money on electricity or not. Uh, Cause it's just a little bit, I mean, my yeah. apartment's not huge by any means, but I always like, instead of heating the whole place, why don't I just heat the room I'm in? Cause I'm in a, I mean, this office is not big at all. And it's probably like a balmy 78 in here now. Cause between all the, the, just the fan from the computer, I'm surprised yeah. uh, how, if it's, a, if you get the door locked and there's, you know, things like that. So I'm trying that right now. We'll see if uh, if that saves me any on the electric bill. When uh, did you get it? So did you get a, a nest? Is that what I did not? Be, and, and that's why because I'm like I'd have to save the old one because when I leave, yeah. you know, yeah. you want to take it with you. So um, yeah, there's. Uh, but that would be one I would be tempted to. I had a uh, I had a smart. It, this is before you know all the. But it was supposed to be an automated uh, thermostat when I had a house. And I was really surprised that because I said, like, look, we'd like it to be, you know, whatever, 68 when we get home at five o'clock. And then we would say we leave at 730 in the morning because we go to work. And I was surprised when I had the day off that it still kicked the the furnace on. And I'm like, why is it like we're nowhere? It's, you know, it's 11 o'clock in the morning. You should not be turning the heat on. So it wasn't quite as smart as I thought it was because I thought it would like let it get really chilly during the day. And then about three o'clock look up and go, hey, they're going to be home in two hours. You better kick it back on. And that's not the way that thing yeah, works. And I think there's probably some math depending upon the weather. It's yeah. It doesn't pay off to let things get too cold, right? There's thermal thermal dynamics start to kick in. And if your walls start to get cold, it takes yeah. a lot of forced air to heat those up, right? If you're, if you're in a forced air system. And so there's not a lot of value in letting things get cold, especially yeah. if you've got, you got to heat them up in an hour or two. It, it may pay to just kind of Keep everything yeah. in the furnace, you know, every so often to kind of keep things at a rate that that, that may be um, more appropriate. Emily uh, checked in. She said, what? It's Saturday morning already? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit, Emily. Welcome. Glad to see we've pulled some of the uh, the Saturday morning um, listeners over as well. Um, today, I was, uh, on a, I was on a big conference call and there was a bunch of folks on there. And it kind of reminded me, uh, we are getting, and Dave, you work from home for Lipson, right? And mm-hmm. so you're... You're doing tech support. You're doing all the things that you do. You have to do company meetings. Do you use, when you have to call in, I'm assuming when Lipson does conference calls, one, do they require video? And two, do you use your podcasting gear when you um, when you do the calls? Yeah, I do use my podcasting gear. And thank God they do not want um, video because there are times when you roll out of bed and you've still, you know, like, you know, I'll, I'll take a shower at lunchtime or whatever. <laughs> so it's like I'm not looking great around 1030. Uh, when we typically have meetings and things like that, but um, yeah, I, I do, and it's it's funny because today I I had a bunch. I was off today, and I ended up scheduling a bunch of interviews and such. And it was funny because I was on uh, one podcast, and the minute I popped on, she was like, "Oh, that is so nice." And I go, "What?" And she goes, "You sound so good." And I'm like, "What?" And she goes, "No, you don't understand." She goes, "I'm used to people using their built-in laptop or." Right. whatever it is. And she goes, you just, she's like, Oh, you just sound great. And I'm like, yeah. Oh. So. yeah. One of my, so one of my co-hosts, uh, Ed Gallup that, uh, that's on with me every month, he does a monthly uh, podcast with me and, and a sprinkle, not a uh, sprinkle of other times as well. But, um, he, one day he just asked me, he's like, Hey, can I have a mic too? Like, can I just have one? And so I sent him a mic and an arm and said, yeah. 
And he tells me all the time, he's do, he does calls um, all over as well. And he gets that same feedback. People are like, oh, you sound so good. And, um, I, you know, I'm actually kind of kind of say, I think for at-home workers, like I think the best possible setup for them is what podcasters are doing today. In other words, I don't think it's just enough to call from your laptop. When I was in London a couple weeks ago, I did a call from the hotel room and I had packed all of our podcasting gear up already and had, had left it. It was Friday afternoon, Friday evening. I was doing these calls and I, so I didn't have any podcasting gear with me. I know that sounds kind of weird. I packed the mic up. So I was coming up my laptop and they were like, Oh man, I like the video is good, but that audio is terrible. Yeah. And, and they're so used to hearing me, everything I do at work, I do on a, almost all this or, a set of really nice Plantronic, uh, you know, a headset that goes on that we get really good sound out of. And Dave, I, I get a feeling like I think personally, if you're going to work from home, I think it's really important to get the best audio that you can. And I don't think it has to be terribly uh, expensive to do it. We are podcasters. So we end up with expensive equipment. You're running right now through a road, uh, road, a Procaster, right? Yeah. Procaster Pro. Yeah. And it was about like a $600 mixer of sort, right? Takes phone calls, Bluetooth enabled, sound effects on it. I mean, you can you can do the buzzer, you know, if you want to. Perfect. <laughs> um, we use those on Saturday mornings, by the way. Um, if you ever want to join us, ask the podcastcoach.com slash live. And, um, but I don't think you have to necessarily go that route, right? No. You you like your you like the Roadcaster Pro. It's a great podcasting device, but you don't have to go that route, right? No, not at all. I mean, I, I the only reason it's here is cuz of Saturday morning. It's great on Saturday morning, makes things really easy. And I'm really this is one of those units that kind of no matter what comes up, it'll handle it. So if somebody goes, "Oh, I I can't, I'm not on a computer. I need to connect via a phone." I can easily tie my cell phone into this thing. Um, if for some reason it, it just really does, if I have a bunch of people show up, but it is, it's overkill. If I'm just working from home and I want to have a decent audio, cause I'm with you. I, uh, once a week I call into the Lipson office, uh, for a, a service meeting and there's probably five or six people around a conference call with one of those, uh, kind of a triangle looking thing. And for some people that are sitting right in front of it, it's not that bad. But there's always the one guy, and it's like, I'm like, okay, I don't know what he said, but I hope it wasn't important. I know. So, I kind of want to get you want to get microphones or microphones in front of that's all. That's me. Of I'm like, I'm like, can't you guys just all fire up a microphone from your computer at your desk, and we'll all just connect on, you know, whatever. You can connect. Uh, you can do calls on uh, Slack if you wanted to. You yeah. know. Yeah, and yeah. we're we're using some sort of conference call thing on, and I'm like, oh, we're using the phone. I'm like, ugh. Uh, on occasion, we will use uh, GoToMeeting if we're sharing screens or something like that. But yeah, a lot of times, it's just the phone. It's all of them take some kind of USB interface. You yeah. could take a step down from that from the Roadcaster Pro and maybe move to a mixer. This is six or seven years ago. This is all we. This is what we all did, right? And. Many of the mixers, the Mackie, the Behringer, the Yamahas, they all came out with USB interfaces to make it easier. And we're talking anywhere from 100 to $400, depending on how many channels. The more channels you get, the better. I'm currently running through a Mackie mixer. And when I when I make calls when I'm home and I do work calls, I just, I run it through that too. I'm not gonna, I've got the setup to get it done. In fact, it's funny. 
I do require when I'm going to be on a conference call and video is available, I tell everybody, get on video. I don't care if you look, I don't care if you didn't shower. I want to see your face, like get, get on the video. Right. I think it's important. It's just another form of communication. That's, I still think it's really odd that in going on 2020, we will, in some cases, um, send text messages back and forth to where we will actually hit a button talk into the phone so it will then transcribe what we said to then send it to somebody <laughs> instead of just talking on the phone. And now I'm like, um, when, uh, when I was married, my, my stepson and his, his sister would occasionally get on FaceTime together. And I was like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you, you know, no. it's just another form of communication. Um, and plus you can kind of tell when I'm done talking, right. You know, there's just all sorts of other clues. And boy, in a business setting, you know, uh, a, a visual can add a lot to mm-hmm. the conversation, mm-hmm. especially if you're talking business and you're like, are you kidding about that? Well, you can tell if you can see their face, but you yeah. can't if it's just tone of voice. Well, it keeps them from checking email and doing other things. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was in a meeting today. I hope no, none of my coworkers <laughs> are listening. I was in a meeting this afternoon. <laughs> And I was in a room with six people and I was giving an update. So the, the, the meeting mm-hmm. organizer had asked me like, Hey, could you give us an update on London? So I was telling the room on about London and I could barely hear myself over all the typing on the keyboards. And at one point I kind of want to say, do you guys even care? Like, yeah. should I just stop? And listen, I've been guilty of this myself where I've been in meetings and other things are going on and I'm needing to send emails out and people give me a funny look. So you know, I don't, if uh, he who throws stones should not live in a glass house, something like that. So I try not to say those kinds of things, but the people in the room were being super noisy and (laughs) like they were in the, I was talking like in the room. Um, One of the things I think Dave, I, that is for people who do work from home um, and you could go with an easy Plantronics has some great uh, headsets now that cost anywhere from 75 to 150 bucks. You can go Bluetooth if you want. Their Bluetooth one has zero latency, by the way, which is really, really, really good. Or you could do what we've done and go USB through microphones. One of the things I want to talk about is there are some pretty good USB interfaces for folks. So you are working from home and maybe you want to use a mic and some earbuds. Um, Dave, I just most recently bought the Behringer audio interface. It's uh, both XLR and TRS, which means you can get a phone thing into it and you can get a... XLR connection piece on it, um, which is super cool. It has a headphone monitor out. Now, I don't know about you, but the other thing, since I started podcasting, I cannot, I I have a hard time doing calls where I don't have earbuds in. Like, I want to hear the sound right now, not coming from a speaker from somewhere. I want it in my ears and I want some control over it. And so I've been a little crazy to think like every device I have, I want some kind of headphone back so I can hear them. Well, for me, the thing I love about the headphones, my hands are free. So if, you know, like here, while we're doing this, I can, you know, look up things or whatever I am. So it's the same thing if I've got it. And I don't know about you. Have you ever tried to pin a cell phone to your shoulder? So you can, that's just not going to work, you know? So uh, that's the other advantage. But yeah, that's one of the first things. If I get a phone call many times before I hit, you know, answer is I'm plugging in my headphones because, a, I mean, if and if I'm not going to sit here at my desk, I'm going to get up and walk around. A lot of times I will do that while I'm walking. And again, I, I want my hands free to do whatever the heck I'm walking out of the room for. 
Um, I also purchased so that Behringer audio interface. I think the one I got, I'm trying to figure out which one I have here, but I think it was, it was 50 bucks. So not terribly expensive. Um, I've also in the past purchased uh, the the PreSonus audio boxes, mm-hmm. which are the blue boxes. I think they're two, they're $100 if you want to do them that way. USB driven, you can use software or now I think they're just recognized by Windows or, or Mac if you want to do it that way. You are, you're actually sponsored or right now, the School of Podcasting is sponsored by Focusrite. And you've got a box, right? Right near, right near there. And the focus, right? This is the four i four. But yeah, I like the two i two. Not that I don't like the four i four, but I right. think for for a person that's just doing, well, actually, both Behringer and Focusrite have just a single input. Yeah. You know, but if I was doing a podcast and I had a you know co-host, I'd want to go two i two. But no, um, and then when you get down to just a single input, because it's just you from home, yeah, those get. Uh, much more affordable. Well, and Focusrite's got this. They have the Scarlet Solo, Solo too, which right. is just a, right the, the one input. And in those, they have some kits actually where you can get a pair of headphones uh, and and all the cables that you need to be able to pull us off. I think at a minimum, I, I kind of um, first of all, I kind of like this setup rather than a than a microphone over here because one of the yeah <laughs> right you get this breathing meter effect. <laughs> Right. YouTube's going to translate that by as applause. I don't know if you've ever <laughs> turned on closed captioning on YouTube, but any noise is applause. So <sighs> that's applause on YouTube. Um, but you breathe. So you hear people breathing with these kind of microphones when you're not talking. Right. Uh, if you're listening to the audio, I just moved the mic away. Right. You can, which is really, really handy. Like if you're, you need to do some things, you need to move, you, you got to grab something off, right? Um, so again, uh, a setup like this, uh, uh, a microphone, you know, these, uh, ATR 2100s or the Samsung Q2Us or yeah, those are really the, probably the two best on that, right? 65, 70 bucks. An arm is another 65 bucks, 50, 60 bucks, depending on what you get. You can spend as much of a hundred, um, plugging them into one of these devices, I think is super handy. Like I, if I had to work from home, I'd still have this podcasting equipment or I'd want to have a setup like that. Don't you think? Yeah, it just, um, I was just thinking about this. I don't know how frequently it would happen, but if you're in sales and you fire up somebody and you're doing some sort of, you know, uh, call to, you know, touch base with a customer and you sound awesome and your competition sounds like they're in the bathroom, Mm -hmm. that just may be something that, you know, it's, it's subtle, you know, it's not, it may, it's not going to get you the deal, but it's like, it's just going to make you sound more pro. Yeah. Well, and I, I'll be honest, when I do a call from home and I turn my video on and they see this, mm-hmm. everybody goes whoa, like, whoa, what are you, are you, where, what are you? And I'm like, no, this is, I'm at home. This is my podcast studio. And, and I, I think you're right. I think there's an element of kind of like, oh, okay, well, he's serious about his audio. And, um, and so I think good, really good sounding audio is a little more affordable than most people think. You're going to put, you're probably going to put 200 bucks into it at, at a minimum. But I think at home workers, man, I, I just think there's some real benefits in it. Now you've got cans, uh, head, headphones that are cans and, right. and I, I'm an, I am a earbud guy. Why have you, like for me, earbuds just seem better because they're not on my head, but Dave, you've never like you've never given the earbuds <laughs> things. You've always had cans. Um, What's I could. Yeah. Um, well, you don't have to. Though. Like yeah. you, you choose to. You choose th- to use those headphones. That's a great question. I honestly, I think they just, because they do sound a little better maybe. Yeah. 
Um, I think they block some of the sound out that might seep in. Not by much, though. See, and these these earbuds that I have actually encourage the sound. They're meant for safety when you're out running and those yeah. kinds of things. And so I don't get that closed down. You know, I don't get that closed down. Now, I think you get used to it, whatever you're doing, whatever, yeah. whether you have cans or whether you're using earbuds. You could use the Apple headphones. You can really use anything. Right. Uh, but it's key, right, that you get that sound coming in your ears and not back through the microphone. Yeah, it's one of those things where, although some programs like Zoom and Skype, uh, they do a decent job of trying to, because what happens if I didn't have headphones on right now, Jim's voice would come out of my speaker and then go right back into the microphone, which would then go back to Jim. So it creates this weird echo effect. And some programs do a, a somewhat decent job of of detecting that and kind of filtering it out. But I would not rely on that all the time. And it, that's just another communication hurdle that you got to get over if, if everybody's got this weird half a second echo. But I think I think it's really key if you're going to go this route that you do have some kind of ear. Yeah. You know, you, you're using either regular or traditional headphones. And, and I find get some really comfortable ones. Like, yeah. Make sure if you're going to have them on for an hour call, you know, I've got some of those cheap $15 Sony ones. They're only better. They're just a little bit better than the the ones that came with the Walkman, you know, like 40 <laughs> years ago. And they sit on your ears. And I find it gets uncomfortable after, you know, about 20 minutes. You're kind of like uh, kind of rubbing your ears. Yeah. Um, uh, so it's it. I, I think it's important that you find something comfortable. But Having good sound, being able to control the sound that's coming into yours. So it's, this is the other value of going through a USB interface as opposed to just going USB is that you can control. I think you can control the sound coming. Like I can, I can control your sound to me right. so much better than I could if it was via you, if it was just via uh, straight via USB. Um, in other words, taking a USB mic like this, plugging it in, and then they do have mic outputs on the back of these. But man, I do not like it. Like one, I want to hear what I sound like natively. So what am I what am I sounding like to you? I think that's really, really important. And then two, I want to hear you back super clear. And I haven't always been super impressed by these microphones natively when you're running them via USB. It just hasn't yeah. worked well for me. And for me, the uh, Audio-Technica ATR2100, they put everything in one spot. So the, the volume knob and the, where you plug it in XLR, where you plug in, it's all in one spot. And, and you almost need like a set of tweezers to get in there and turn down the volume where the Q2U makes it a little easier, but they're all, you know, it's, I'm yeah. with you. When you have a, a nice, either the Behringer or Focusrite, you got a nice volume knob and a headphone knob and it just yeah. makes life a whole lot easier. It gets it running at XLR just makes a better run uh, in the chat room says, he he'll take uh, cans over in air any day, and I think that is one of those um, preference type things. You can go any way you want. I've always known you. In fact, when I see you live without headphones on, because I'm every time I see you, <laughs> I like, oh, you have ears! Like, wow, Dave Jackson had <laughs> ears. Uh, you know and, where it comes from? It's hmm. it's my days as a musician. When I was uh, in the studio, they always had these kind of headphones. So yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Uh, Emily in the chat room says, for those who have glasses, it's even harder to try to pretend. We were talking earlier about using video to make sure, right? She says, the, uh, it's 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 harder to pretend that we're not checking Facebook or emails because the screen reflection, <laughs> you can see. Um, I was on a call. I was on a group call one time and the camera, it was in a conference room. 
and the camera was coming off the wall and it's a wide angle camera. And I was sitting on the end where the camera was going down and I thought it was kind of anonymous, but I didn't know that the camera could see my screen. Yeah. So I was <laughs> on Facebook and LinkedIn and all the things that I do for my job. But nice. at the end of the at the end of the call, the gal that was on the other end, she's like, You do realize I could see your screen the whole time. Like, well, good thing I, you know, good thing I was doing work. Yeah, that's good. Um, that's so hilarious. I do recommend I do recommend for at-home workers, like I think we need if you're if we're gonna do this, we need to step up our audio a little bit. I don't think it's okay. By the way. I think that stepped up audio could be the headphones that came with your phone. Like I just did a podcast interview in Japan and they were on an iPad with the headphones that came with the iPad mm-hmm. It actually sounded pretty good. So, you know, you, you could get away with that. But I think if you're making calls a lot, man, I think it's good to get some kind of rig, something set up in your home office. Something or a good, really good set of, of, of headphones with a with a mic. Some mm-hmm. of those noise canceling headphones. Oh, here's a good example: my Quiet Comfort 35s. They actually have noise canceling mics, so they're isolating your vo- your voice in any noise. They're kind of designed to be talked on in really loud environments. So not only, and I didn't realize this till I saw a video just recently, not only are they isolating the sound for you, they're canceling all the noise that's around you and only bringing your voice into that microphone. So that could also be if you have a really good pair of, you know, like those quiet comfort 35s, they're not cheap. I mean, they're 350. So, but could you do it off of that? That may have been for me the other night when I was in London, I probably should have thrown on those 35s instead of talking through the laptop mic. And I might have had the only thing I don't like about that is I don't get my own my own voice sound back. Yeah. So you're like you're like yelling, hey, <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. and you can't hear yourself and you're talking too loud. <laughs> so uh, I do recommend uh, getting because you do it and I do it. And I just think it works better if we have better sound that way. Well, Especially something like that, if you're, you know, if you're traveling for your job and sometimes you're like, okay, I'm going to duck into the Starbucks and, and enjoy some Wi-Fi while you're doing that. But now you're trying to talk to somebody and, you know, over the Frappuccino machine or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. like well, it's kind of key. And of course, some of those mics, the, the headset mics, they, they do have some noise canceling around them as well as they just get closer to you. And so they're not picking up. They are very directional and they're not picking up the sound of the coffee machine at Starbucks. So um, v- very, very helpful. And, and I'd encourage to do folks to do it as well. Dave, I've been noticing on Ask the Podcast Coach. And let me just say uh, before we get started. So Tajoski in the chat room or Joe in the chat room just sent me over here a home mini nice. to, tr- to try out. Now, I'm an Amazon guy and uh, has been. And I've been getting I've had folks on the show who have said they're Google fans. Uh, and and uh, I don't necessarily want to talk about the debate on what's better, but a couple times on Ask the Podcast Coach recently, you have brought your device up. I have mine plugged in so it you, we can hear it around here. Mm-hmm. I've got it muted right now. But I kind of wanted to ask you the question, uh, when we think about our listening habits, because both you and I are incented to somehow get our podcasts out via these devices. Mm-hmm. Last week on Ask Podcast Coach, you demonstrated, and you were very, very kind to play home gadget geeks when you when you did that. But you demonstrated that now Apple is supporting 
listening to podcasts on these devices. It had always tune in had done it for me. You could say, Hey, listen to ask the podcast coach on tune in. And there's probably some other ones that do it as well. Now Apple's doing it by the way. So do I have to, to get Apple to work? Does that work natively or do I have to attach something? I think in the app, you can go in and say, use this for my default podcast app. And then you don't have to say on Apple podcasts. Otherwise you have to tell it, you know, Hey, woman in the tube, Play Home Gadget Geeks on Apple Podcasts. I think you can configure that in the app so you don't have to. But what was funny is it worked flawlessly on Saturday morning. It did. And then I went to do it again for my other show, and it didn't work at all. And I was like, well, there you go. Like Maybe yeah. it's not quite as ready for prime time as I well, thought. Well, when I was surprised, I was just listening to that today on on um, on um, school podcasting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Dave, why didn't you cut that part out? Like You could have easily have just yeah, um, redone it. Redid it. However, I think it's some good integrity to say, yeah, on these devices, it doesn't um, it doesn't always work well. By the way, let me say, Joe, thank you for sending this over. I appreciate a little Christmas gift from him. And so, Joe, thanks for sending those over. I have a I have one for Mike Weger as well. By the way, Mike's out tonight doing Christmas things with the family. So we appreciate him. But Dave, how do you think when you think about these smart speakers, do you think they're changing the way we listen to podcasts? In other words, do you think people are yet listening to a complete 15, 30, 45 an hour of a podcast on their smart speaker? I know uh, John Buchanan, who's an audio editor. He says he listens to podcasts on a smart speaker. He's the only person I know. I know right now at Libsyn, the stat is, I think it's like 0.02%. It's really low. And um, Jim, I came prepared. Are you ready for this? If you want me to share my screen, I actually did some research on this. um, And they said, this is from, the site comes up a lot. Statista, I guess is is how you pronounce that. And they said in uh, 2019, the top thing that that people do with their smart speakers was ask it a question, which I thought was kind of like, well, duh. (laughs) But listening to streaming music, I don't, see, I I, because I'm at- Yeah, it's number two. Okay. And for me, I listen to streaming music, uh, like I listen to Spotify, Panda, but I I have uh, a pretty nice set of computer speakers and a subwoofer. And I have the latest, um, what, Echo, that has the, um, oh, I forget, the the Dudley, whatever. It's It's got about half the size of the old one, and it's got some speakers built in. And it sounds great. It's got some nice low end to it. The the third thing, and I do this every day, multiple times, is check the weather. Uh, Set an alarm is next after that. Uh, Set a timer for that. Listen to the radio. I don't know that I've ever listened to, but, but you and I don't listen to the radio. And that's call. true. It's the same point. Yeah, All right, we're not. We're not the average. Uh, then use a favorite skill. I don't know that I have a favorite skill or action on the the Google unit. Um, I use. Are you using both? Or are you using? Do you I, use Alexa? I have Android? one in my kitchen. I have a Google yeah. one, and the thing I love about the Google one is I can say, "What's the temperature outside?" and she will say that it is uh, twenty four degrees. If I ask the woman from Amazon, she will tell me the the temperature. And then I think she gives me a whole bunch of other information. I'm like, no, I just need to know Mm -hmm. what the temperature is. Mm -hmm. And then she'll say, and and she will now ask me, would you like to hear the weekend? And I'm like, no, I I just need to know if it's cold outside. Um, And then play a game or answer trivia that I know my niece has one. And she goes, it's one of the best babysitters ever because the kids just go crazy with it. Tell a joke. Tell me a story. Yeah. 
Right, some uh, of those kinds of things. Yeah, control a smart home device. That's what I use mine for yeah. all the time. Well, and I think for this audience, Dave, I yeah. think that's gonna that would go way up. Like our audience yeah. here uh, on Home Gadget Geeks, it would go way up if you think about most of our folks, I think, control a lot. Uh, chat room, you can let us know while, while we're talking about this. What do you use your yeah. smart speaker the most for? But, yeah, I think that's a that's a big usage. But listen to news or sports, search for product info. See, for me, search for product info, that's a Google Home because Amazon's not going to really help you much with that. She's going to say, uh, you know, she's going to get confused because she's uh-huh. not, you know, I think the only thing she searches is Wikipedia. So, like, she can tell you, like, how old is Ted Nugent? But other than that, uh, when temperature it comes to of reason, the sun, some of those kinds of facts, yeah, right, yeah. That, that you want to do that way. But I, I, do, I have seen other studies that have said that people that have a smart speaker do listen to more podcasts. So Hmm. it's there. Um, I do occasionally, uh, if I'm in my living room, like when I decorated the tree, I played a bunch of Christmas music through it. But most of the time, again, I have a smartphone with, and I got my headphones in. So if I'm listening to Spotify or Pandora and I'm not in front of my computer, I'm listening through earbuds. And, uh, you know, so, but, um, you know, so, we we listen to I'm gonna I'm gonna unbox this as we go so that's oh, got there a nice we go little, nice little thing there oh look at that and then this just pops open so nice um, yeah uh, pretty easy packaging right on this it's mm-hmm. char it's one of the charcoal ones this is the mini so just a small version of it we end up we we actually listen uh, my wife and my daughter are big music fans and so we actually um, here there's a little box that's in there um, we actually end up listening to a lot of music on it and that seems to be a real common there's the real simple there's a plug uh, uh, USB mini on the on the back side there um, and not much else in this box a pretty uh, a, a pretty um, minimalistic uh, install I'm yeah. gonna I'm actually gonna it's got the on this piece, it has the USB. There's the charging port mm-hmm. there. In uh, oh no, um, no speaker out. So I guess I'm just going to use it as a, a regular speaker. I may have to mic it up on that. It's got a little button here, which I'm assuming a little on-off button, right on yeah. this side, where you can turn that on and off. What do you have from the Google device standpoint? What do you What do you use? I have for? one of those. You got it's, the same one? Yeah, it's so, on top of my fridge. And no place to plug this. I can't plug in speakers to this. I just have to. Not hear it. that I know of. Okay. No. Okay. So well, it'll it'll go fine on the desk down here. The yeah. goal is to have it um, to have it close by um, uh, to me on that. But we listen to a ton of music. So my daughter and we stream a ton of music from Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, she and my wife do. That's kind of where they pri- they get their primary music source. Hmm. I I never I, I I'm not in one place long enough. And maybe so that's it. At the desk, I might. But see, when I'm here at the computer, I'm watching YouTube. And and so if I'm going to watch or listen to a podcast, I'm just going to find it on YouTube and do it that way. As opposed to when I'm in the car, I'm using uh, Overcast or whatever to listen to a podcast. I'm, you know, it's, a, it's just kind of listening habits. So I'm just not finding that, at least for me, that the that podcast consumption is changing at all based on that. Yeah. Um, I know so, for me, talking about listening to music, one of the things I like on the Amazon side, I don't know if you can do this on Google, I'm assuming you can, is you can take a bunch of devices. Like I have uh, a setup that I can say, play this upstairs, and it'll play on every, it'll play the one in my office, it'll play the one in the bedroom. It's like no matter what room I'm on, that what, and it's all playing the same thing. So I will on occasion uh, play 
uh, either music or something like that. I'll, I'll have Spotify or something going on. And that way, if I'm cleaning or something and I'm going from room to room, yeah. it, it's there. So that's that comes in handy. And I, think, if, I think with all of them, you can now hook them together. I think with both oh, that'd be great. systems and you can have a, you can do a whole, I think now you can do a whole house kind of audio system that way. Drop in, I think works on each of those. My wife is a Google Fi user. So my wife and my, all my boys do Google Fi, their phones. And they just sent out mini, mini hubs or something. I, I need to take a look at what she got. But Joe sent this, and then we got one in the mail from them as uh, all five users got a free one. And they just shipped them to the address that was on your account. Like it was, in, they, they notified you, and they were there like two days later. It was the craziest thing. But wait, because so, I use Google Fi, I didn't get a, oh, didn't you get a free should, one. You should, if you're a Google Fi user, yeah, they should have notified you and said hmm. uh, you're you're getting because um, the the boys got one and my wife got one. So, um, so we went from having zero Google units in our house to two. Nice, and, which will actually be good because that'll put one on my desk and one up there, and I'll have Sarah. We'll kind of yeah. try. She uses the drop in feature from time yeah. to time, and. Um, some of some of those um, pieces to get that done. A couple things. Uh, Joe in the chat room said he uh, recently started using it to turn uh, turn the TV off and on, and that's again another one of those things where you, you kind of think, really, the TV is right there in the remote, and it's like all of a sudden super convenient, right? What, to be able to get done. What comes in handy for me because I have uh, an Amazon Fire TV, and it's weird. I have to press the button on the remote which also turns on the TV. So it kind of wakes up the TV, but I'll set it down and then I'll tell her, Hey, play Hulu or turn on Hulu. And she will literally through the fire TV, start up Hulu while I'm walking into the kitchen. I get whatever it is I want to eat. And then from there, I just pick up the remote and I'm, I'm good to go. So do you feel like you have to say the exact right words though? I think this is the next step in these is that, yeah. You don't need to memorize, uh, you know, a, a the exact phrase that has because nothing is more frustrating than when you're not getting the right phrase. Yeah, in some cases, because I know, I, I think the one day I said play Hulu and that did not work, I, and then the next day I said turn on or, or like play this through who I was. There was some sort of phrase. It's not quite there yet, and um, you know now I have to learn a new phrase. I actually switched from Hulu to uh, YouTube TV. Because Hulu was Hulu was going up about ten bucks. YouTube and, TV is pretty great. Like, yeah, it's and, pretty great service. Yeah, the only thing I saw that was different is if you ask to watch, you know, it's Christmas time now. If you want to watch Christmas Vacation on Hulu, you're going to get Christmas Vacation. If I do that on YouTube, I'm going to get a pre-recorded version from TBS. So, but no, no commercials though. No commercials. Right. Yeah. So, right. but. Uh, yeah, it's it's a, those those services are a little bit different. Well, I mean, to come full circle back to as we yeah, think about back to smart speakers, yeah. smart speakers and changing our listening consumption. Um, I think our listeners would, and, and you can let me know, Jim at theaverageguy.tv. But I think most of our listeners are still not have not moved to the smart speaker for podcast listening. I think we're listening to it in in situations where. Um, it's just not convenient to listen to a podcast that way. We're on the co we're in the car. Um, it is, I think, Dave. When we get full voice integration in the car, so like Amazon has car. I think they call it a CarPlay, or they're calling it. So maybe mm -hmm. that was the Apple version of it. But 
we are still not, we're using our phones and I, I don't think it's fully integrated in the car or, or we're not to a spot where we're talking to these things in our car yet. I think it's taken us a while to get to the point where we're talking these things in our house. Moving it to the car has been a little awkward and, and I think it'll get better. But how great would it be to get in the car and just say, hey, person, resume. And it yeah. would resume right where I picked up um, and not necessarily have to use my phone. Well, I know uh, Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity to Podcast, when we're talking about having Apple Podcasts on Amazon, he said there is a way. And I saw in the app where you can log in with your your Apple ID. And I'm assuming that somewhere then you can kind of have these sync up so that you can actually listen to something on a smart speaker. Right. right. And then pick up your phone and pick up right where you left that off. That would be, yeah. Yeah, now, I, th that functionality assuming you can get it all to work via voice. So you're in your car. Yeah. Ooh, then, wouldn't that be great? That ask Siri to pick up. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 yeah, it just doesn't work that, that right now that's not working very well, but that would be terribly convenient. And especially if I'm connected all throughout the house. And when I, when I walk into a room, it resumes it in there, assuming like, Hey, I'm going to play this. Um, yeah, because I, I know these things. In a lot of cases, they know where you're at. You know, it would play it in each of the rooms I'm in. Then maybe all of a sudden that changes my consumption habits. I think with an audio podcast, we're assuming we can be mobile. And mm -hmm. and so I don't know. We've got some work to do. I think both you and I agree. We're still a long way from the average user using these things to listen to podcasts. We don't have, as podcasters, I don't think we're to the point where we're talking about, we, they want us to, but I don't think we're to the point where we're advertising it that much. I think today phone is 99% of the consumption, don't you think? Yeah, in, in a lot of cases. Yeah. yeah. So the, um, I have another thing I, I thought I'd share with you. I, I, again, in kind of researching this, this is from uh, voicebot.ai and it just shows the jump in smart speaker. Uh, we, you know, 2016, I guess this is 13 million. So that's three years ago, 13 million. Now we have 200, almost 206. Yeah. Well, they're giving that, them away. Right. Yeah, that I is mean, true. They really are. It's, you can, um, during Christmas, you can get them for 25 bucks yeah. at, at, or 20 at Best Buy or whatever. Yeah. Um, Google I, just sent them out, you know, they're not terribly expensive. Yeah. And I, uh, that always then makes you scratch your head and go, why? Why do they want to spy on us? That's yeah, why. exactly. So <laughs> there's a lot of I, value in knowing what you're going to buy yeah. before you buy it. But I just I saw that and I was like, man, I knew there was a big jump, but that's a that's a huge jump. So yeah, um, yeah. One of the as we just shift topics uh, one more time as we think about the um, the advent of audio processing. So all these topics kind of have the theme of audio uh, in them tonight. So think about audio processing. You and I, and the uh, I've been podcasting about a decade, you're 15 years at this point. We have seen amazing changes in audio processing, just from, from the way we create it to the way we edit it to now I think the way it's going gonna, it's gonna to be consumed. When we think about, Dave, I think there's some great stuff just on transcripts. So otter.ai is a service I've been using. Google has a version of it. YouTube has a version of it. But the ability, I'm starting to see a big jump in accuracy. Now, we're still not all the way there yet. Apple and Google are both now automatically transcribing behind the scenes, which, by the way, I think they've been doing this for a while. I just think they're making it public now. But, 
I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, not that hard. Like transcription's not new, right? I think they've been doing it for a while. They're advertising now that they're doing it. But but how do you when when you think about taking audio to print because that's very useful in some in some cases. Are you, um, where are you using that and how are you using that to kind of improve your experience? I have um, a client that I audit, I, I edit their audio, but it's a really weird situation where I'm just looking for the main topics. I always ask them, I'm like, didn't you have bullet points like when you did this? And instead, they will have me run it through otter.ai. They'll give me a transcript. And from there, it's a, it's a, podcast where they just answer questions. So I basically just type in who, what, why, when, where, and find those words. And then I can find what questions were answered. I grab the questions and I say, in this episode, we talk about, and I grab those questions. So I use it in that way to kind of quickly see what was covered. Uh, I've heard of, um, I forget what event I went to, and somebody said they use the transcript for editing because you're like, wait, where was the part where we talked about such and such? And you can search for that because you know you talked about it. And you're like, oh, it's way down here at the 15-minute mark. Mm -hmm. So, And that's one where I went, I never thought of using a transcript as an editing tool, but that could be really, really handy. Uh, Manny has that tool. I have this, it's just the podcast smart player. Oh, that's not what it's called. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I have it. It's one of my plugins in WordPress. Oh, yeah. But if I upload the uh, if I upload the transcript. the transcripts with with the blocks around them, it automatically then it sets that to there's some um, short code that sets those to automatic spots in the audio based on the show notes that I put in, which is pretty cool. In fact, every single show, maybe for the last six months here on Home Edge Keys, we've been putting I've been putting those transcripts. If you haven't checked out the show notes in a while, right? Every show now I do has the transcripts and they're clickable from that. You can go down if you want to go to it, if search for a certain spot, find it, then just click on the, the timestamp button above it and it'll automatically take you to the spot in the audio where that is. Super cool. You can only do that on, I shouldn't say only, but I use WordPress to do that. Right. Um, so, so super cool. Same kind of idea, right? Search for it and then take me to the spot in the audio where we said that. Yeah. Um, we're finding uh, this is actually very, very useful and very helpful. We're, we're engaging with Amazon at Gallup. We're engaging with Amazon to do these services. I know Google's um, kind of doing it as well. This leads to an ethical question. So we're starting to see some services like Adobe's got something and there's one, I think it's a Descript. Is that the name of it? That yep. now is you where you can go in and remove text and it updates the audio. Have you messed with that service? I have not. I've heard about it. I downloaded it. I, I think you get X amount of time for free. Yeah. And it's always been like, hey, you know what? Maybe tomorrow I'll play with the script. And I've yet to to get there yet to actually play with it. Well, so think about this. Like, so you, you said, you know, you said something tonight and I'm like, I want to take it out. That's pretty easy. I was talking to my Sammy, who's been on the show before. We just had her on a couple of shows ago. Mm -hmm. And there's an ethical problem because now they have enough where you can actually, and, and I heard an interview, somebody, was it, was it your show or somebody else's? They were interviewing the, the Descript. Did you, have you interviewed the Descripts? Um, I have not. It was probably uh, Harry Duran. I think it like was. It. Yeah. I think it was. Good, good call. And um, you're the other half of my brain, by the way. And um, so uh, they were talking about, they actually can reconstruct. So you could mm. put words in and they oh, can yeah. re reconstruct it from all the, bits of data that they have, but there's ethical concerns because now I can make you say things. How do you feel as a podcaster? How do you feel about reconstructing? So you and I have an interview. You have a lot of me. 
I my, my audio cuts out during an interview, but it was really, really important. And you knew what I said. How would you feel about re having AI reconstruct me or what I said? How, how do you, how would you feel about that? Yeah, that's a slippery slope because it all depends on how you're using it. So if, if Jim went to say my favorite ice cream is chocolate and instead it came out, but I, I know what he said and I perfectly fine, but yeah. Have you seen the fake Joe Rogan clip? No. Oh, there's a company that spent a lot of time and has this technology. And so it's this video and they, it's like, I think a they deep, call this deep faking, a right? deep fake. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's, and he's sitting there saying all sorts of outrageous things. And you're like, but it sounds like Joe Rogan. I was like, and that's when I went, that's, that's cause you know, and it's only going to get better. And yeah. I was like, yeah. and so I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, that face has obviously been, but there's going to be a case where, you know, I, when somebody goes, it wasn't me, I wasn't even there. And they can make it sound like you and look like you. I mean, the one guy was dead and he was in a movie. I mean, what's her name? It's coming out tomorrow. I know. Princess Star Leia Wars. is in the movie <laughs> and she's dead. And I'm like, wait, huh? wait, huh? The old, so, the old one, not the, not the young one that they reconstructed, right. but the old one, right? That, yeah. that she but passed the, away, Carrie Fisher. Yeah. But there was the guy in the Fast and Furious that like he died in yeah. the middle of the movie and they just, they just yeah. CGI'd him. And I was like, wait, what? I'm like, you know. But so how handy would that be though, to be able to reconstruct? It'd be great. Yeah. It, well, think about it because if you had enough of this, instead of recording your podcast, you could just type it up. No more editing. Cause it's going to say it, you know, again, there's, cause right now you can have the woman in the tube, read a book to you. Yeah. You don't have to buy it on audible. And it's one of those things like when you first hear the first three sentences, you're like, Oh, I can't listen to anything like this. And then your ears kind of get used to it. And I've had her read a whole book to me in the past. And it's like, after a while, you're like, okay. Uh, it's it's one of those things where you kind of have to get over what it sounds like so you can concentrate on what's being said. But it's yeah. one of those things that's like, in the future, this could be interesting. But yeah, it it for me, part of my brain, the the geeky part of me goes, Oh, cool. And then the other side of me goes, oh, this could be, this could cause all sorts of problems. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's an ethical dilemma. Uh, Michael Delaney says, uh, Paul Walker, it's I think who we were talking about mm -hmm. from Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Um, that was in there. Yeah. In a movie, fairly controlled. And I think we kind of know it's not real. But what happens when, when that gets good enough that that's, that starts getting supplemented and maybe it's happening already as news coverage? And so we play that we play that as news, right? Well, did you see the thing where there was a, a kind of a fake news story going around, and they were insinuating that Nancy Pelosi had had a few too many, and all they did was slow her down just a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that one's kind of easy to figure out yeah. when you yeah. set them side by side. But there, there have already been. Um, if you listen to the No Agenda show, they love to deconstruct stuff, and it's amazing. When you hear a soundbite that is just scathing, you're like, I can't believe they said that. And then they'll go, oh, by the way, here's the full clip. And you're like, oh, well, wait, that's completely out of context. Mm -hmm. So with this new technology, you could just make things out of context. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it's it's a sticky wicket, right? Yeah. I mean, I think it's one of those areas where we have to really question, like, yes, we can, but should we? And I think yeah. it, like, I think it's going to happen which makes me think we're going to have to kind of come up with some kind of technology that uh, is an authenticator. 
So today, like I have to authenticate if I'm logging into something, there has to be an authenticator to, to double authentication or whatever, right? I think we may have to get to a point where our audio print gets somehow authenticated mm. and you can say, no, run that against, you know, run that against my, my voice print and it will be like, this is a fake. Now, maybe that already exists. I don't know. But I, I think we're going to have to get to a point where we're going to have to have some kind of authentication of that's no, that is an actual, that's his actual voice. That's in yeah. there. Think about it. We've been doing Photoshop stuff for. That's what I was going to say. Right. You know, and, and you got to have. Now, there are forensics that you can go against a file and tell exactly what's happened to it. Right. So maybe that's the maybe that's the technology that we have that runs against the file and says, no, this file's been pretty heavily altered. Yeah. And or it's not authentic to the actual person. So I think but, we're going to have to get to that. But that's the thing. You have to bring in technology to figure it out because yeah. to the ear and eye. Have you seen the Netflix? There's a, a documentary called Don't F with Cats. No. It, it's a really – I don't know how I got sucked. I got sucked into it because I'm like, what is this about? And it's about uh, what a, uh, turns out to be a, a a killer. This guy starts killing cats and making videos of it on YouTube and a bunch of people got outraged mm. and they basically did a bunch of police work. And that's why the, this brought up is there. He, the guy was kind of weird and he, he was trying to make himself a celebrity. And so he had all, he took all these pictures showing how he was a world traveler and all this other stuff. And it turns out all these pictures of him next to his boat and everything else. It was just him playing with Photoshop. It was all faked. And they were all fake, and they looked pretty good. Yeah. And uh, it's yeah. a really interesting documentary because at the end of it, they do a little switcheroo because this guy wanted fame. And and they kind of uh, they kind of point out how, like, mm, you know, this documentary is kind of making him famous. Yeah. Like, mm. <laughs> we so, got what he, he got what he wished for. Yeah. Right? yeah. Good or bad publicity yeah. is still publicity, right? But um, but it gets yeah. into a lot of stuff you're talking about where no, they right ran on. through, like you can upload an image in, I forget the EFI, inf, there's some sort of information that you can see where the person was and even GPS coordinates. That's right. how they tracked him right. down in some cases is they would look at the photo and go and he had gazillions and there was one and they're like, oh my gosh, he's in Canada. Yeah. So well, I think I think there's going to need to be some ways that we authenticate ourselves for for some of these things where it matters. You and I on Home Gadget Geeks or Ask a Podcast Coach or whatever. You and I, uh, we don't necessarily care right now. Like, it, it, yeah. but uh, you know, for public officials, for things that really matter. Yeah, do we want people kind of you know? Do we need some way? Do we need some two factor authentication to say? Hey, that's not me, and I can prove it because and and run some technology against yeah. it. I think we're gonna have to come up with that uh, here in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, think about campaigns in the future. They always, right. you know, Jim Cullison, you know, right, likes to put blah 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 and such and such, and they're like, and you watch it, and you're like, holy cow, I can't believe that guy does this. Well, now they can say we have proof, and you're like, yeah. Mm. so yeah, it's yeah, gonna yeah. be. It's one of those things that's like, well, as long as nobody uses it for evil and you're like, yeah, that's not going to work. Um, no. Well, yeah. Anything, right. Anything yeah. along those lines can be, it's like yeah. any, any contest can be gamed. We, we, we know that for sure. Yeah. Um, Dave, one final thought. And I want to remind you, and I, and I think as we think about YouTube mm. and where they're going, they, they recently have released some, they've changed their terms of service to say, basically, if you're not making us money, and we deem you unprofitable, 
um, we can remove you. And I, I'm, I, I'm starting, and I don't do this very often, but I'm going to start a conspiracy theory on this one, that they're getting ready to de- deactivate thousands of accounts that aren't monetizing, that aren't, that are just sucking up bandwidth because this, this thing that they do, right. They gave, they gave away free video to everybody. And then all of a sudden, you know, Google starts looking at the bills and starts going, Hey, like, wow, YouTube costs a lot of money and yeah, we get ads off of it. But imagine if we started removing everybody like you and me, right. Who's not profitable. I don't monetize any of my content. They don't run ads against it. Um, I'm just using their service. I'm, you know, I get several hundred to a thousand to 10,000 downloads per video. That's just costing them and they're not making any money off of me. Dave, I get a feeling that there's going to come a day when I I think there's going to be a mass exit. No, a mass removal from YouTube. I would not be surprised if that happened. Where do we go? Like, if YouTube, if mm. all of a sudden we can't get on YouTube, I mean, they are an effective monopoly when, when yeah. we think about the space. Where do we go? What would you do if all of a sudden we couldn't do this on YouTube? Yeah, the the advantage of YouTube where podcasting is kind of separate. You can go to all these different apps to consume all these different podcasts. If you want to consume YouTube, you are either going to the YouTube or the YouTube app. It's not like I'm yeah. going to some other third-party app to watch YouTube. It's it's all there now. You can embed videos and things like that. But the only other service, I had to think about this, there's uh, Vimeo, but that's not free. Not free anymore. No. And either is Wistia is another one I use. Um, and that's like 25 bucks a month, you know, so, uh, you know, and that's for a limited amount of storage. Right. So, yeah, it's uh, it will be interesting to see if somebody goes and gets a bunch of, you know, um, seed money to start the new YouTube to see if they can reproduce it. But yeah. it's it's just another example. We've talked about this on Ask the Podcast Coach. Free hosting uh, doesn't work. Because <laughs> bandwidth isn't free, and and right. when you're talking video, did you see the uh, 60 Minutes with uh, the CEO of, of YouTube? Mm-mm. Oh, there's it's it was on a couple weeks ago, and I forget the stat. It was something ridiculous, like five thousand minutes of video yeah. every x yeah. amount of. It was just, and I just remember sitting there thinking, how are they doing that? Like just just I know hard drives are cheap, but I'm like, like I just picture guys all day. <laughs> running and stacking up more <laughs> more boxes and plugging it in and i'm like i know there's like somewhere there's a physical thing Limit. of that yeah. yeah and i'm like yeah how do you do that yeah. so i would not be surprised because yeah when i i heard bandrew talking about it on bandrew says and and he said he goes it's, if you read it it's very vague and it it kind of gives them a, enough of a crack to go oh you know, we can't really define whatever the whatever the phrase was, not commercial, blah, blah, blah. But it's a way to kind of go, oh, well, yeah, we're removing you. And, of course, I don't know if you've ever dealt with Google. There are times when they go, oh, the great Oz has spoken. We, mm-hmm. We've done with you. There's mm-hmm. no recourse. Be gone. And, and you go, that's it. I'm, I'm not going to not pay you anymore. And you're like, eh, what are you going to do? I don't know. What do you think? I, I don't know. It, it, it worries me a little bit. I mean, it, it, it's kind of a perfect, I, like you said, I am not a big fan of conspiracy theories, but yeah. all the, like all the planets are lining up for this where it'd be like, mm, you know, for those of us who are just using the platform and not monetizing it and there, listen, I watch a bunch of podcasters, I'm sorry, a bunch of YouTubers who are making plenty of bank 
yeah. on YouTube right now. And many of them are supporting themselves uh, do, through it. And there's already been one haircut. I mean, YouTube cut a bunch a couple of years ago, cut a bunch of them way back. They do that again and start removing, you know, f- again, folks like me who just use the platform. Now, is YouTube a huge part of my podcasting infrastructure? No. To be honest, yeah, we do this. This is this would be the hardest thing to replace. You know, when they got a, when they got when they removed hangout uh, hangouts from us, we had to kind of scramble and think like, okay, what are we going to do? We're using Streamyard to get this done. Both you and I use this. I use it here. You use it for Ask the Podcast Coach and, and other stuff that we do. That replaced the Google property that went away. If YouTube, if if I couldn't stream live on YouTube anymore, I'd have to really kind of think like. I could stream live on Spreaker, but that's audio only. I yeah. could. There's always Twitch and. I, nope, there you go. Yeah, Twitch, Twitch and Twitch Mixer. And Facebook. Yeah, Mixer, Facebook. Yeah, I guess it, it's, yeah. But yeah, even Facebook, there. from what I heard, I haven't verified this yet, but it sounds like Facebook for a while had the ability to bring a guest on. Like you could do two people like we're doing right now. And they just straight up went, oh, never mind, and took it away. And I was like, ooh. I, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of, I don't know that I would bank anything. I mean, I feel nervous now. I have a Facebook group for the School of Podcasting, and I'm kind of like, hmm. And there's a part of me, they uh, they had a, a like a community tool called Tribe that had a one-time fee at uh, um, AppSumo, and I missed it. And there's a part of me that goes, hmm. You know, that would have been nice to have in my back pocket. So, Because yeah. eventually, that if somebody asked me, like, I don't think in 2020, but by 2025, uh, groups aren't going to be free because right. it's one area that that yeah. Facebook has no control over. If we're yeah. going to throw out conspiracy theories, I'm yeah. like, no, no ads, for, no ads in them. Yeah. And I forget what yeah. podcast I was listening to. And they listed all these things that Facebook used to do for free. And now you have to pay for. And I went, well, that only makes sense, you know, because everybody now like oh, groups are the best thing. Start a group for your. And I was like, hmm. So the, those times come those. And, and maybe they're worth it. Like if, if YouTube said uh, so pro over at Vimeo is 20 bucks uh, uh, a month billed annually. And if they said, hey, it's 20. Uh, YouTube said, OK, you're going to start paying. I, I'm, it's so valuable to me. I might actually start paying for it. I mean, I, I pay for Otter. Uh, I don't for, so, so this network, my, my network, I pay for Otter, but I don't pay for StreamYard at work. I don't pay for Otter, but I pay for StreamYard at work because the services are more valuable to me based on what I'm doing. And so I will pay for them. I don't, I don't expect everything to be free, but I, I might, I might fork out to if if YouTube did that and I couldn't find a, a viable solution to stream, I may be forced to um, to get into that model. Yeah, it would be interesting to see if they started charging for hosting and streaming. Yeah, like what the pricing tier would be, and you know, yeah, it'll be interesting because I I noticed that um, in the in the sixty minutes thing, they said that when a new story comes up and it's breaking, they are it's it's set up now to where they're going to start pushing the the mainstream stories to the top like they don't want you know joe guy in his backyard and it's just kind of like mm. and of course all those are monetizable and the whole nine yards and it just so i, th- I think you got some teeth there in your conspiracy i wouldn't well, be surprised yeah it wouldn't so i i wouldn't be shocked if it happened yeah the the other thing we know if we think about newspapers first and then radio and the television they all went through some kind of consolidation right and they're really mm-hmm. down to eric k johnson is on your 
yeah. podcast on your, uh, it's not rodeo podcast. What's Eric do with review you? Show. The review show. Um, and he works, he's in the radio business and they're like all the radio stations in America are owned like by seven companies now. Yeah. Right. They, they've gone through consolidation. TV has long been consolidated. It wouldn't surprise me. You know, I've always told people podcasting is great because it goes down to the infinite niche, like one person or even zero <laughs> scalably. So I could do this for almost nothing and reach a very small audience. And it's still worth it. If I tried to reach through anybody, if I tried to reach that audience through uh, newspaper or radio or television, it wouldn't be cost effective, right? But you can do that in podcasting. But YouTube's got going to have a model eventually where they're ad driven. It makes sense for them to prioritize NBC going live versus me going live, right? It makes yeah. sense. And I'm not monetized. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have the monetization turned on. So I, and I've always kind of said, podcasting in general or youtube in general is kind of anti-consolidation it just doesn't work that way because you can have so many people doing it at a low price point but maybe the platforms themselves will consolidate in other words they'll force the best because it's in youtube's best interest to get the best right content to the top so you could still be there but nobody's going to see you you know, uh, from a platform standpoint. Do you know some of the ads, it's like you can skip this ad in five seconds mm -hmm. and I almost always skip it. Yeah. I'm assuming that is then not a paid ad. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I always wonder it. like how many of these are like, like they have to pay for or they're getting income for. Yeah, but there's a there's an ad where there's a guy who's like, hey, don't, don't, you know, if you don't yeah. like gadgets, skip this. Have you seen that one? And he, it's all about a charger. And in the, and in five seconds, he shows the charger. And I don't care if I've only if I've only heard that ad. I mean, if I only get five seconds of that ad, yeah. I know what that charger is. Like the, yeah. the five seconds that I get over and over and over and over are actually effective advertising. Yeah. So it's a good move. You know, you kind of think, yeah, it's only five seconds, but think about those ads that you've seen. An ad's job isn't necessarily to sell you in the moment, it's to plant a seed in your brain that That's when it. Right. When that kind of things come up, you're like, oh, yeah, maybe I had to look into that battery thing that guy was selling on YouTube. It's 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 probably worth a look or whatever. I get a lot of the St. Jude's uh, ads now. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen those. Right. Braxton has brain cancer. And you're like, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> like, I got to watch this. Well, the, the thing that's weird with uh, YouTube TV is speaking of ads is they must have a bunch of like spots like hey if there's nothing else but and it's the the more you know remember that when it's like oh yeah like hey NBC. you know so, and it's you know all these public service announcements and it's like you know bullying is bad you shouldn't yeah. talk to people like that the more you know and then they'll go to another one and here it's here it's the guy from that nbc show you know what carrots are good for you the more you know they're all like 10 seconds long and i'm like did they run out of ads why am i watching all this public service stuff. I know. I know. Well, it's a weird, it's a weird world. And I just think, you know, as we think about the consumption of this, whether it's us doing it tonight. And by the way, that's actually really helpful to think through. As I was thinking about this topic earlier today, I was like, oh man, I'm screwed. And then, you know, no, actually no. Twitch, yeah. Mixer, Facebook. right? Facebook, right? They're up, uh, about, Periscope on yeah. Twitter, right? Mixer's um, the Microsoft one, right? Yeah. 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 Mixer's the Microsoft one. And, and, and works pretty well. Up. You yeah. know? 
Well, how good would that be for Twitch or for Mixer if all of a sudden YouTube's like, nope, if you don't have, if you're not monetizing or we deem you un, what was the word they used? Unprofitable. That's not really what they said, but they used a word. Um, un- Monetizable? No, uh, no, there was another term they used. Anyways, commercially, was it commercially viable? Commercially yeah. viable. Like yeah. that's man, that is big open speak. I think for has, like, hey, if you're not making us money, you're out. Has Amazon ever dabbled in video? You can you can do video stuff through S3, but you're paying for the bandwidth and the storage, right. and it just has never really. That just has never really worked for them. Yeah. I could just see YouTube consolidating and only taking the very best, you know, and it would be kind of like Lipson saying, you know what? We're only going to do the Joe Rogan show. Like, yeah. you know, we're, we're, or, you know, name the top 25 podcasts and then say, that's all we're streaming. And I'm sorry if you're not getting, you know, if you're not getting 25,000 downloads per episode, you can't be on our platform. They would never do that. That's not in their business model, but I kind of feel like YouTube's heading that direction. So it'd be interesting to see where they go in 2020. Watch, yeah. you know, and, and you were right. YouTube, once you're gone, you're gone. There's like, there's very little appeal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're kind of the dictators of video right now. And they've always, these always kind of been. So Dave never surprises me when we get together. We always have an hour and some change of, um, of talking to do. Thanks for saying yes at the last minute, by the way. I, I literally gave you about three hours notice <laughs> today. I was like, Hey, I haven't had you on in a while. I've got an opening, a last minute cancelization. Can you just join me? Because I know we could do this at the drop yeah. of a hat, and and we do this so often. If you're if you're listening um, for and you've heard this is the first time you've heard Dave Jackson. Dave uh, hosts School of Podcasting, which if you're a podcaster is a great podcast. I listen to it every week. It's my Monday, kind of my Monday morning podcast because you publish faithfully. Every Sunday night, I think midnight or whatever. Yeah, is, is, yeah, yeah. sometimes a little late, but yeah, um, I, I publish before I go to bed Sunday. We uh, we also do ask the podcast. I mentioned that earlier. We asked. We also do ask the podcast coach at askthepodcastcoach.com together on Saturday mornings. That's way more fun live than it is on the recorded side. The recorded side, good. We get we get good numbers there, but it's really fun to have. I don't know we probably have thirty in the chat room. I think on yeah. Saturday mornings. Um, more popular than this show off live anyways, although I do appreciate everyone who came out tonight to, to join us live. But if you want to catch up with us that way, or you get more of Dave Jackson, we spend Saturday mornings is really kind of an open tech. I mean, we talk about podcasting, but I think we talk a lot about some of the topics that we've, uh, we've talked about here. So if you like that, you might like ask the podcast coach, join us on Saturday mornings to do that as well. Dave, thanks for joining me tonight. Can you hang out for just a few minutes? Oh, absolutely. As I kind of wrap this thing up. Nope. Good to have you. Just a couple of reminders before we go One, If you do want to support us on Patreon, just head out to the average guy TV slash Patreon. And you can do that. We have $5 plans that are out there. If you want to do that, by the way, you'll get, uh, if you see it up here, you'll get a smaller, let's see this way right there. You get a smaller version of this coin that Ron made for us uh, shipped directly from Canada. So they apologize to you when you get them. They're available for you on the $5 plan. Just let me know. I'll ship them to you pretty much anywhere, but the eh, United States is better because it's a little bit cheaper. Uh, that's for the $5 plan on Patreon. You can do that as well. If you want to join us in the Discord group, theaverageguy.tv slash Discord. Contact the show, Jim at theaverageguy.tv if you want to do that. I put some um, posts out. In fact, I just did one on the site called Four Gadgets That Are Using AI. And so if you're interested in doing that, we I do get some guest bloggers who contact me, Dave, we get this all the time in the business we're in. We're like, Hey, one, it's 
you've got a link that I want to replace. You probably get a thousand of those, right? <laughs> on your blog. If you're on a blog, you've gotten dozens of these requests. Yeah. But lately I've kind of been able to turn some of these requests into some really good content. I'm just like, oh no, no, I'm not gonna change a I'm not gonna change a link, but if you want to write a post for me, I'm I'm gonna strip all the links out of it. But that's great. I could use some content. Uh, I had somebody contact me and said, I want to write about gadgets and AI. So four gadgets that are using AI available out there. If you want to check it out today, the average guy.tv is available there. If you want, it's in a, a very interesting, not totally in depth, but some things like a little robot dog that I didn't even know existed. And I'm like, Oh, this, this dog kind of learns your habits and some of the things you're doing and like follows you around. It's, 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 it's pretty cool. Check it out. The average guy, um, TV. If you want to yeah. do that. Also, don't forget the average guy.tv powered by Maple Grove Partners gets secure, reliable, high speed hosting from people that you know and you trust. Dave's a new customer out there as well, which is, well, not, not yet. Have you moved? Customer. No, we moved. And no. it was funny because I went to pingdom.com and it, it measured how quickly my site loads. And I showed it to Christian. He's like, hey, do I have permission to, to do some things on your site? I'm like, yeah, as long as it's wicked fast. Yeah. That guy's a wizard. I yeah. was like, Wow. And it's saving me 25 bucks a month. Yeah. So yeah, no, pretty great. I was talking to a happy customer. I was talking to a podcaster this morning. It was just getting started and I said, Hey, you can do it for 10 bucks. And he was like, for everything. I'm like, yeah, for everything. And, uh, and so maplegrovepartners.com plans start at 10. If you just think of starting a website, Christian does a bang up job and he's got, he just upgraded. and It's got a bunch more bandwidth now to take on some new customers. So if you're interest, interested, check it out. Maplegrovepartners.com. Don't forget. You can download us and listen to us on our app. HomeGadgetGeeks.com is that Android iPhone. That app is free because of our Patreon subscribers, so we appreciate that as well. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern. The guys from uh, Life Door will be back, or Joel, the guy. He'll be back February 12th, so he's supposed to be on tonight. He'll be back February 12th. Um, we have him coming up and are looking forward to doing that. Some great shows ahead as well. Of course, next week, it's Christmas, so not podcasting. I mean, it's not. It's Christmas. It's the day after. It's Boxing Day. Uh, but I'm not going to podcast uh, next week. And then after that, Paul Brarin is back. Well, Mike is coming back on, but Paul Brarin is back. Uh, I got a guest who's coming in to talk. His name is Kevin, and he's going to talk about sports tech. Dwayne Robinson is going to come finish the show that he started, and I interrupted him, and we went on an hour-long conversation about something that we hadn't planned. He'll be back to talk about what was planned. Uh, Jay Madison is coming back to talk, and then we'll have um, we'll have two weeks in a row of some hardcore tech and when we talk about that, I mean like computer gear. You're going to want to come on. Jay Madison's coming on to talk gear. And then Ryan is coming back to talk. He'll be live from C or just coming back from CES. And he'll have all the CES coverage. So if you like the gear, tech, gadget, hardcore stuff that we do, you're going to want to catch us uh, in early February as well. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, at here at TheAverageGuy.tv forward slash live. We'll be back with more. With that, we'll say goodnight, everybody.